0: The last one standing, two hands in the air. I'm a champion. You'll be looking up at me when it's over. I live for the battle. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky. Put your flag on your back like Ali. Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm stronger. Bet my dues can't lose. i my own.
1: Ya. Hey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm the Brisbane hater. The Brisbane <laughs> hater. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is the Brisbane Lions team analysis. The team that everyone loves and cares for. The team that everyone loves to watch, Chris.
0: No, that's, that's actually very incorrect. I think that everyone loves to hate Brisbane, except for people in Brisbane. But I don't think any even people in Brisbane really like Brisbane, so...
1: What is unlucky. this inception? Just shut up, Chris. Let me talk. This is my moment. All right, we're going to have enough Collingwood bashing in a minute because even Collingwood supporters don't like Collingwood right now. So well, that's
0: also true. So also I'm just going to hold my tongue.
1: <laughs> um. So basically, we're going to find. Um. Let's just start again, shall we? Um. You can find us on our socials. It is SC Insider 100, and that is on Facebook, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, Spotify, etc. Find us all there. And on YouTube, you can find us also. It is uh, just search Super Kitchen Soda.
0: Yep. And on uh, Apple iTunes as well.
1: Yes. Anywhere you want us, you can get us. Just
0: there. It's all yep. good.
1: Just there. Um, I'm just going to crack another one of these. Thank you. Leachie, mate. That's three shout outs, mate. You are blessed. Hashtag blessed. Mm. There you go. <laughs> I love
0: you. Reach for the blessed line. Oh,
1: I had to. I had to do it quick. So, uh, How
0: do you remember which ones are what?
1: Well, you, you're meant to label them, but just, you know, I'm, I'm getting oh, used up to it. I'm
0: for thinking. I respect that.
1: Yeah. Brucey's online too. I know that. <laughs> All right, so let's start off and we're going to kick off with these rookies. This is our Brisbane team analysis and we're doing a release basically each day. We're going to release our team by team focusing on our rookies, on standard and on also draft relevance. So it really does cover all the platforms and all the bases on those who play Supercoach.
0: Yeah, and obviously the, the rookies really is the knowledge that people want. You know, they want to find out. Absolutely everything about these guys um, before they hit the preseason just to make their watch list and see who's going to be relevant.
1: Yeah, it definitely makes it easier if you have like a little bit of a short list or if you hear someone's name a couple of times and then you jump in and you actually hear them being named in the media. It yep. makes it a lot easier.
0: Now, unfortunately, this year there's not many guys I would say that are going to be rookie relevant um, for Brisbane. But Are you, we'll, are you kidding? Yeah. Um, well,
1: Chris, I already know the fact that you've missed at least two or three, two and a half, I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, that's incorrect. Um, <laughs> but let's go through them. So obviously the draft picks that they had, um, Blake Coleman at 24 was their first pick. Um, he's actually the um, brother of Keaton, who's also, uh, is that how you pronounce it? Keaton? Keaton Coleman? Um, he's obviously on the Brisbane list as well. Um, he's a small forward that plays tall due to his athletic ability. Um, and he can jump to market football even though he's only 179 centimetres, but he's electric. He is absolutely lightning quick.
1: Trust a guy named Coleman to play as a forward.
0: Right, absolutely. Give that and, guy a medal. And his brother's on the same list. Um, so he's obviously a long-term project player. Um, him and his brother both moved over from NT uh, when they were 16 years old. Um and they've got attributes that you know put them both in the sort of Charlie Cameron small forward type that's explosive and agile but can mark the football and can yep. really burst. Um, they they really picked him up. They didn't really want to pick him this early, but they obviously they had access to him and he got bid so. Um, that's why he went at twenty four. Yeah. Um,
1: However, he will be in a long line of small forwards because the small the forwards aren't really the issue at the lines at the moment. So, nope. I think it's someone. It's going to take a lot of injury in order for these kind of players to come through.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't think that he's at all super coach relevant this season. Um, I would be shocked if he actually got a game. Um, but um, one to keep an eye on because he's one that can really explode out of the blocks, and uh, he would be. Yep. A, I really look forward to actually seeing him play. So. Um, the next one uh, at 43 was their next pick was Harry sharp and Sharpie. Um, uh, big raps in this boy he's uh, relatively new to football but he's just an absolute endurance machine um, he clocked a 528 2k time trial which is just absolutely unheard of
1: no he went 3k time trial 3K under nine minutes he went absolutely ham
0: well that's a different number <laughs> yeah he did as well so he's a middle distance runner obviously um broke
1: he- the lions record for 3k time trial which well, he is broke the combine
0: record by like 25 <sighs> seconds
1: he's a freak
0: like the guy's insane in terms of his athletic ability for endurance his skills are sharp um no well actually that's the one knock on his game so unfortunately um the the most recent stats that we have about him was two years ago um because he didn't play last year but he went where his disposal efficiency at 50% and only one third contested. So he's got a lot of work to do on his disposal, but they've picked him up at 43 as a project player and that's they're going to be their target. They, they don't yep. need to work on his endurance base. They need to just work on his skills. So, um, yep. hopefully, they can do that. And I think well, he'll yeah, be a good you, player.
1: You know, he's fit enough. And realistically, he's. it's not surprising the contested numbers because if you're that fit, generally, you're an outside player anyway. Get yep. it into open space and he'll burn people left, right, and center.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, and, you know, I, I think you will see him, you know, rotate through that midfield on the wing and half forward. I think that that's going to be his long term place. So
1: even Lockie Hunter hasn't had a contested possession in about <laughs> eight, eight years, Chris. You
0: know, we said that about Logie Hunter, and ever since, he's, he's literally proved us it. wrong he's every been, single
1: week. Ever since he gave us that zero stars back in the day, he's been, he's been laughing but at us. But you
0: know, every time I do see him pop up in the middle of nowhere with the possession, I still go, ah, yes, yeah, seagull. That's great. <laughs> oh, classic Hunter. Um, and their last draft pick was uh, Henry Smith, uh, taking a pick 48. He's a 117k ruck, a bit of a project player, uh, but he did play 13 senior games in the Sandville for Woodville West Torrens. Um, but uh, basically because he's so tall, he's 202 centimetres, he just dominated at half four without leaping for the football. So um, he averaged 4.6 contested marks per game, which is stupidly high. Like yeah, to put good. that into perspective, the AFL average for the leaders in the AFL is like 2.3 per game. It's, it's, it's um, basically double that. So, and if
1: you're Mason Cox, you get one a game.
0: Yeah, and eight free kicks that don't get called, but whatever. We're not, we're, not, we're not here to talk about Mason Cox. <laughs> or maybe we are. Um, so uh, the, he's, the problem really is that obviously at AFL level, um, if he's going to be sitting at deep forward, he's going to be playing on guys that are around his height and a lot stronger. So um, he definitely needs to build up his core and he needs to learn how to run and jump at the football instead of just sit there and take a contested grab. Fair um, call. Cool. But the only other knockers, of course, is kicking for goal is basically Cloak. He kicked 16 goals, 14 that season as well.
1: Well, he'll fit right in alongside Hipwood and Danaher Yeah, then.
0: I mean, they're really not helping themselves, are they?
1: Not really. <laughs> uh, I'm going to touch on a couple here. Eli Smith is my absolute smoky. He is locked and loaded for me. Absolutely. He's a one 123K forward mid, which gives you that great flexibility, particularly through that forward slot. Uh, he extended his contract to the end of 22, and that was last year. So he did a couple-year extension, which means that they actually did rate him. And he's been in the system for a couple years now. He was the end of a first-round pick. He was a big bodied midfielder, and basically you look at the spots at the lines for a big bodied midfielder, there's not really anywhere to actually go.
0: That's the problem. There's nowhere in on the twenty-two.
1: Ha ha. However, right? Ha-ha. Because of, well he's behind lines, so the kind of you know, you need to actually play a different role. And unfortunately for Keys, Keyes could not play another role except for inside mid, which is why he's doing well at the Crows and why we kind of let him go. Now he actually has been flying this preseason. He was nominated so every time they walked around and asked teammates who's killing it this preseason, most of the teammates said Eli Smith is they killing it. They said the
0: same thing last season.
1: But here's the <laughs> you thing. You keep saying but. No, no, no. Yeah. But
0: I'm I'm waiting for the but.
1: Well, you'll be the butt of all jokes if you interrupt me again. Um, basically he did a, a lot of work on his running. Where's writing. the
0: mute button? He's been
1: <laughs> Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, he did a lot of work on his running, so he's been working really hard on his running. He was always good on the inside, but they're trying to develop his outside game. He is killing it, and he is tipped to be on the wing. He is wow. makeshifting, okay. and that's why I think with the teams, I think he will actually replace Robbo. I think Robbo will become a little bit more of a team Not player. Not this year, surely. Yep, this Oof, year. Eli. Right. Uh, he is, yeah, I he's, like it. he's been killing it.
0: I mean, look, you heard it here first. Write that down. Well, he's in, my, pen, he's, in, he's in my he's in my side. Remember site. that, down, And, and again, you're welcome for my Van Wilder. Someone reference. who
1: has not played a game yet. He has now been in the system for a couple of years. They've signed him on for two more. He needs to be playing.
0: Is he still mid forward?
1: Yes. Oh, that's so and good. he's 123. It's a bargain. I love it. Bargain.
0: All right. Well, you you might have to jump in with your um your best 22 here as well. But I, I've I've gone with my best effort. Um, I've gone with Marcus Adams in the in the back pocket. Obviously, huge body, but he take, does us love an intercept grab as well. And I think that he can actually I- interchange with Answorth, who I've got on the bench. So depending on matchups, um, he might rotate to the bench and and make it less minutes. Um, Andrew's obviously and Birchall. Um, they did retain him. He's obviously on the rookie list. Has is,
1: is his body still is good? Well, he pulled that hammy in that final. Yeah, I think so. Who knows? I, well, I mean, look. And the thing with this time they, of the year they is they re-rookied him.
0: So yeah.
1: But the thing with this time of year is that because of covid and they culled all of these journalists no one's really reporting yeah, especially on especially Brisbane. Anything. It's Brisbane are not doing they're not well a lot of teams aren't reporting and it's only if they actually do it themselves to build some of that hype and to try and let people know that's the only information we're the, finding out right now.
0: The best journos that they had in the AFL were the ones that did the interstate like they yep. went to all the training sessions they went to all the games on you know like well had Here a good They went to Brisbane and Gold Coast. Had
1: a good rapport, so the yep. people actually tell them more than they'd probably and tell they other people. They don't exist
0: anymore. They all no. got fired. So it's terrible. It's they really need to get them back. Um off the halfback line, I've got Stasovic, who had a great season last year. Uh Gardner and Rich. Um and obviously through the uh midfielder wing, Robo. So I've got Robo starting, uh, yeah, Neil enough. in the center and McCluggage on the other wing. Uh, I'd love to see McCluggage get more minutes on the ball. I just don't see with this lineup how he gets that. Um, Zorko at half forward flank with Hipwood and Rayner, And then in the forward pocket, you've got Cameron Danaher and McCarthy, who could also obviously uh, rotate with McStay, who I've got on the bench. Um, obviously, Big O and uh, Jared Berry and uh, uh, pff, Lions coming in there in the midfield with Zach Bailey and Ellis Youngman filling up those last two spots. So missing on the bench that have chances in that rotation. You've got uh, Dev Robertson, obviously Eli Smith, as you mentioned. You've got Archie. You've got Cockatoo, if he's ever going to be f- fit and healthy. Reese Matheson is obviously up to the level at AFL standard, in my opinion. And uh, Archie Smith. So depending on matchups, they may want to yep. still throw Archie Smith in there. And uh, that's how I've gone with um, the, the 22 no, there. that's
1: fair. I think um, Adams is definitely a good player, but then when you look at – you know Quite a matchup few of those tools. related. It's, it is matchup related. It's like,
0: do we um, really want to run three? And like, you can't run all three of them in, against some sides. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if McCluggage was probably the first drop into that gut. So you had, you know, Barry Lyons, Neil, and McCluggage would probably be my first yeah. bet to go in. I think Robbo might actually play a little well, bit more of that forward sort of role, pinch hitting off the bench.
0: The great thing that they've got is they've got depth and multi-position players because you can get Zorko running through that midfield, you can get Reina running through that midfield. Now, like he's ready, and I don't know if they've—I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger because they just—it's not a list. No, well, need.
1: Lions, yeah, exactly. Lions is killing it as a big body midfielder, so they don't really need to bash up McCluggage at the moment. I think for me, he's still probably a year or so yep. away from being that top echelon as far as a, a gun. Um, Zorko will he sometimes starts on the wing he sometimes goes through the midfield and generally I think he will this year I think he'll probably play a little bit more forward gut feel I think even then Zach Bailey starts on the wing sometimes to kind of free up with that space yeah
0: I mean zach Zach Bailey is good because he can play uh, across that he, entire wing so he can play half back he can play wing he can play half forward he can out. play pocket.
1: Shout out to Zach Bailey. He copped so much flack from me. Yeah, I gave it to him as well. In the members section, right? Gabba members.
0: I was was so drunk that one night when he just turned over. Everything.
1: The second they gave it to him, it's like, who's got it? It's like, Bailey. And then he literally turned it over, caused a goal. I gave him so much for years. And this year. Since then,
0: he's been really good.
1: 2020, he was the most improved player at the Lions. And I can't give him flack anymore, Chris.
0: Fair enough, mate. And um yes. I'm I'm in agreement. However, I don't think it's really it's definitely not stand irrelevant. Maybe someone you can pick up in a late um late draft
1: league. Right. So here comes a long segue, P. S. Um I have a little bit of a gripe here, Chris, because when we look at players we've recruited from Geelong, you look at Alan Christensen, we then got McCarthy, we're looking at getting you know, we got Cocker too, and you know what we've brought with them? The ability to lose in straight sets in finals. <laughs>
0: Patrick, what have they brought with them? Patrick Dangerfield's listened to this somewhere and he just rolled over in his bed. And he rolled out of the bed and hit his head.
1: Please. He's, You're
0: responsible for his injury issues.
1: He's too busy listening to Union Podcast, Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> um, anyway, so Nathan Cockatoo. Wow. Uh, so Nakaya Cockatoo, Nathan. Nakai Cockatoo, he's a 123K forward mid. If they get his body right, he is definitely someone that could actually swing into that mix. Would not surprise me if he sort of even replaced like an Ellis Yolman because he's a little bit more multi-dimensional. He's really yeah. explosive. He was picked 10. You
0: know, he yeah. he just hasn't
1: had a good run. And if they get their body right, because they've got McCarthy's body right, yeah. Danaher's pretty much been joining in most of the group sessions all preseason. So if they get his body right as well, he's definitely someone that could be very beneficial.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that there's probably three to four spots that are still tentatively available based on matchups and form. And that's Adams, Stasevich. Ellis Jolman and yeah, you know, All those guys will find themselves in and out. I think the rest of that, that what, is, what does that make it, uh, 18? Yeah. I think they're all pretty well locked into the side if they're fit. So
1: I actually think Archie's in. Archie, very underrated. He was like back pocket. He was killing. It's yeah. tough. I think Archie yeah, he's could got also. Talent. They've, yeah. got, they've got
0: a lot of those same guys. Like he was actually very yeah. yeah,
1: But the hard thing is when you're winning side, Chris, it's hard to kind of get a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, otherwise, everyone would move to Adelaide. Hey, keys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry little he, little dip. He has
0: the key To the city in Adelaide <laughs> Jeez That was my first attempt At a, at a pun And I, I think I, it went uh, alright No, oh, no. Wait, I need
1: a I uh, need uh, a uh, fail uh, sound Wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay let's go on to premiums Lockie Neal Everyone's go to Everyone's talk about Is Lockie Neal Oh And lucky. yes he's really expensive And he You know it's really hard to say oh, Can I see improvement It's kind of hard to see him going Any better I mean he won the Brownlow, he killed it. He averaged extremely high, 134.4. Am I picking him because I think he's going to average me 135? No, I'm not. I'm looking for a little bit of stability in what is an anarchy section of the field. So in that midfield section, I'm looking for someone. I can't see him averaging less than 120. And yes, you might overpay for that. However, he has a high ceiling. He scores really well. He has the middle buy. Um, I can't I can't fault him.
0: And you're going to need a captain vice-captain option yep. and uh, it's always good especially for the, one of those to be a midfielder. Um some teams he just goes ham. He literally will just go ridiculous. Um he's going to burn you if you don't have him. And the last two seasons he's proven that the 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 first 6 7 games it's just 140 140 140 140 one forty beers, 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 beers. That's pretty much what it is.
1: Well, everyone forgets how good people are in the off season. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I think it was a Saints player back in the day who always used to go absolutely awesome for a few oh, rounds the and then get shut down. Yeah, um, <laughs> not those other beers. Uh, anyway, Lockie Neal, he's played very durable. It definitely
0: was a Saints player. Was it? Was it? Carlisle?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what? I just uh, went on a tangent. Uh, <clears throat> Move Yes. <laughs> Just having one look at that crook-looking bastard, you could tell he didn't play sport, couldn't you? Yeah, Bloody Carlo. Uh Okay, so Lockie Neal, he, plays, uh, he played 126 out of 127 games, so highly durable, which is another reason he is high on my list. That's the last six seasons there. He's actually averaged 115.5 over the last six season.
0: Do you think 720 is too much for arguably the number one super cage player of the last three years? No. I don't either.
1: And basically, he has a 59 game average of 122.5. He's 27, so he's actually in a really good nick. In 2020, he only had three scores under 100, and yes, he probably got tagged or just sort of backed off in those, which was a 55, a 72, and an 87. However, between round one and round 12, he averaged 146. (laughs) Massive. He then also he did average 111 from round 13 to 118, which is I think a couple years in a row he's tailored off a little bit at the back end.
0: Now, what I will say is obviously um he a he's a ball winning midfielder and he wins a lot of ball and obviously he's going to get more possessions his possessions rate's going to go up but there were some games this year when he got close to 40 possessions like unheard of for the rest of the league so what is that going to be this year is it going to be 50 possessions you know yep. he could potentially eclipse what he's done even in a year where he obviously was getting a lot more scaling and he was playing like 90... What what, what time on ground was he? On some stupid...
1: Uh, 92.3 this year, he went up 3.5%, which just is never again went off. near that 4%. Yeah, and he, normally he pays 88.8 anyway, so he plays a lot of time on ground. Uh, he had 12 scores of 130 plus, including 3 over 140, 4 over 150, 2 over 160, 1 over 170. So it was in like between 130 to 140, 40 to 50, et cetera. The last two seasons, and this is why I think he's great in draft. If you have maybe pick one, you might go, you know, Gorn, fair enough. I can see that. However, Neil is so underrated, particularly picking up in that first sort of two picks, 100% for me. I know someone actually posted saying, oh, should I get Grundy at pick two? I'm like, no, no, no. Neil in the last two seasons has scored 110 from nearly 70% of his games and scored 140% from 43.5% of those games.
0: Which is insane.
1: Well it is. It's insane. Basically 43% of the time he scored 140 or plus, which is your captain. He's and the current
0: Supercoach goat. Like you, Even is. in
1: standard, even in standard, if you put a VC or a C on him, 43%. So that's nearly that's that's amazing stats there. It's four out of every 10 times if well, not more. In Look total
0: points, he just kills everybody. Huge. Like you got to remember that Supercoach is a game about total points. Yep. It's not a game about averages. It's a game about total points.
1: And only 30% of the time did he go under 110.
0: Yeah. So I definitely I can't, You can't fault um, him.
1: And again, I'm picking him because he's a Brisbane Lion and you have to pick Brisbane Lions players.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. Well, no if one, you can't pick no people from... To, they just have to.
1: If you can't pick people from the team you like, then who can you pick? Now, that moves me on to the next player. Mr. Dane Zorko himself, a 525K forward mid. He's added forward, Zorko. forward eligibility, which means that... the magician. Naturally, people get excited. And I am usually very excited, except, however, I'm not starting him.
0: No, I, I, don't, I don't see the appeal this season because I see the huge value in other, uh, other forward line players in, from other club, or actually from this club as well. Um, but I do like Zorka as a pick, and I wouldn't say that people are bad for picking him. It Me just either. doesn't suit how I'm playing this season. Um, I'll probably want to upgrade him. He'll probably get some huge scores. And he'll probably kill me at some stage. Yep. Um. The other thing I will say is that obviously last season with his goals, that is obviously added to the inflation of his um, of his average and his price. Um. Now I, I I I don't think regardless, can he do that again? Can he back that up? Absolutely, he can. Yep. So there's no hesitation to say, look, he can definitely go that. Can he improve that? I don't know.
1: Well, if they're winning games, he should get a fair chunk. He won't they get They were winning games last year. He won't get tagged. I know, that's what I mean. But You're so um, used
0: to losing, you just expect the worst. So
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he, here's where Zorko's value is. And and this is also a good question. So Seeker has actually asked about Dane Zorko at F two or F three. Do we rate it? I, I do rate it because he did actually go It'll down be unique. Well, he did go down three percent time on ground, which is funny because he actually played a little bit more forward and it was a shorter game. So go figure. Um, he did have a little bit of some soft tissue injury start to creep in, and I think he probably will play a little more forward, which is why I'm not so excited. However, you can't fault him at an F two or three because I still think he's going to be a, he'll be a top ten forward.
0: Absolutely, I, I think there's no doubt. I think he's going to be in those yeah. top 10 forward. I will, I yep. will
1: want him at some point. It's more about when he accepts my coffee as to you know <laughs> when we actually get to that. Well, apparently, it's not
0: about his his super coachability. It's more about him him denying you for buying him a coffee.
1: And I'm absolutely cursed now because he's too busy being captain to actually get a coffee. So I have to wait, apparently. I have to wait.
0: Mm. Hmm. Captain's log.
1: Um, Zorko was injured in round four on a 47, so his true average is 105.7. And he did go absolutely ham. Those last seven rounds, he averaged 110. And he has a big ceiling. So he got a 163, a 118, 91, 61, 159, 69, 106. And my goal is to try and hope he has a couple of those little off games where he drops a little and then jump on.
0: See, where I can see people selecting Zorko is throwing – right now there's a lot of question marks over Dangerfield. And people have 600K to spend in their forward line. Yep. And they're like, okay, well, if it's not him, who is the next best forward?
1: Well, Danger's groin. Yeah, for sure. He's out. Dunkley, there's question marks on him and what role he'll be, he'll be scoring. So it's- then that leaves Marshall where you're like, okay, he's done pretty well. If he's getting the number one ruck. He would actually be a good pick, and then after that, it kind of falls away a bit. Well,
0: I, I, he's, except for Zorko. Marshall in my team is an F is uh F one, but I see Marshall in a lot of teams as an F two. So who is that F one? And it's probably either Zorko or Sidebottom, to be completely honest. So I don't rate Sidebottom. Well, he, this year could be completely different, and I, I don't mind Sidebottom at all. With no Trelaw, is he playing inside? Is he playing outside? It'll it'll be very dependent on role. But I'll, I do want to have a look at
1: it. Uh, he's overpriced. He's about eighteen points overpriced. Don't touch him. Um, he's about eighteen points underpriced. Shh. He's not. Jared Lyons <laughs> is the next one, and I've seen this one uh, spoken about a little bit on uh, Slack. Shout out to um, looking at our friends, Doctor Supercoach, and that Slack channel there. So, also side note: support whoever you you know support your your friends, support the other podcasts. So, Doctor Supercoach, SC Elites, do give them a shout out. We're not selfish. We're not everyone's cup of tea. There's plenty of love to go around. So if you want to jump on, on the Discord for Dr. Supercoach, jump on. If you want to jump on the Discord and go for SC Elite so you want to donate to them, go nuts. Right? We're, we're a loving bunch.
0: And if you want to give us beer, then give us beer.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> We're simple folk. We like our beer or and vodka. trying different beers. And this is actually top-notch. I had to shop around for this beer. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to get it delivered. I was like, what are you doing to me?
0: You had to shop around on your four weeks off. <laughs> you had to go on a uh, long drive ten minutes down the road.
1: It was six weeks. Uh okay, Jared Lyons, he played uh twenty-two games in twenty nineteen. He played all 17 again this year, averaged 112.7, and he actually went up three point seven percent time on ground, which funnily enough, it actually a lot of that came in the back end of the year when he actually played a little bit more it's almost like he developed his tank a bit more. So he started off a little bit more, uh, less time on ground, had a few more rotations, I think, forward, straight into the guts there, and he actually increased his time on ground as it went on. And that's kind of been the last sort of year and a half, really, that he has been really dominant, and that's why people are kind of thinking, hey, maybe I can actually go this route. And the only concern is, is you know, is Berry, is McCluggage, are these other young guys going to Rainer? You know, Lord forbid, is he going to pull up a trucker? Yep. And actually start to dominate. And I'm like, well, personally, I think... Or Lyons, even
0: just take some time out of his mid-rotations.
1: I think lines is still a safe pick this year. I think I it'll do. be next year, I think, maybe things will change a little bit. I still rate him. He's averaged 113 his last 29 games. So he is consistent, particularly when you look even at a draft league. I think you can't go wrong. He generally is durable, doesn't miss games. Scored uh, 13 scores of 113 or more from his 17 games. So that's only four scores under that sort of 113 bracket.
0: Yeah. You know what I think he gets? He gets the Dane Swan effect, which basically is like, you know, when, when Pendlebury was absolutely tearing up, Dane Swan would just run around with no one on him. And that's what happens with you, yep. you know, Neil gets most of the midfield attention and just no one goes or follows line. And you just see him. I love when he just pops up in the forward line and grabs a mark and you're like,
1: yeah, who's how you on get him?
0: Like literally there's no one around here. I don't understand.
1: How did he get that goal?
0: Um, Absolutely. Sa- exact same thing happens with Lions.
1: Yeah, right. So, um, but he has a good ceiling as well. So 124, 126, 136, 138, 138, 147. Really clean. He had four scores under 100. Yes, they weren't great. However, for a draft league particularly, I think he's very underrated. And apparently Chrissy told Adelaide and the Gold Coast he was going to prove them wrong, and they both thought he was lying.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that was true. <laughs> it would have been I would. Lo- I still would love to know what happened with the Gold Coast I think everyone wants to know Eventually the story will come out But it won't be for like until he's retired or something
1: Maybe he'll write a book yeah, uh, Next hopefully. one, Daniel Rich is 483,000 He's a defender Very underrated as well He actually got injured on 22 in round 8 Which means he has a true average of 95.7 Really good again for draft leagues I think uh, Standard, I think you can kind of hold off a little bit uh, I think there are other better options, and I think you're better off staying with that. And hopefully, maybe he might start a little slow, or you pick him up. He's definitely not a bad option to have.
0: The problem with Rich is just always that he is the number one distributor at the Lions, especially coming out of the fence, or even into the forward line. They look to get the ball yep. in his hands as often as possible, which means if you have half a brain about you, you would lock him uh-huh. down. The
1: amount of times half they, 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 they offload. It's like it's a dumb. It's like Jaden Short. Yeah, he's just standing there on his it's own.
0: Absolutely the same.
1: And he just see he seagulls. He pulls a little lucky hunter.
0: <laughs> he turns, comes into up Lockie behind hunter.
1: them, saying, "Hey bro, give me the ball." And then he just roosts it from sixty. Anyone got the ball? And then the opposition <laughs> is standing there going, "Oh, how how did that happen?" I didn't
0: know that he could kick sixty, yeah. 60 meters on the fly
1: at a at forty-five. I know the, all the all of the opposition will be like, "Right in front of me! <laughs> right in front of me! Right in front of me!" Um, and they just watch it sail over their yeah. How did that happen? Uh, okay, so he's 30 years old, though. He has started to have a couple of soft tissue injuries come through, so that is a little bit of concern. He has actually averaged.
0: That's a bit rich from you.
1: Well, he's averaged. <laughs> he averaged 89 for the first seven come rounds. Come on, that was good. Bit you, rich you from didn't, me. You, oh didn't my God. Even,
0: you didn't even give me a, a, a little
1: It's too saucy for me.
0: Strawberry, strawberry.
1: Daniel Rich, maybe those lats are starting to get in the way. So good. Yeah. Yeah, so he averaged eighty nine for the first seven rounds and averaged one fourteen for the last four. He is definitely someone, particularly for draft. I don't think you can go wrong. I can't see him really going below ninety.
0: The other thing I see so, is that I don't. There is no competition for that with it, um that spot. Witherton's with, gone. gone. Like, there is no one else really. Like, and they've they've used Answorth a little bit as a kicker, um, but he's really not up to the level. Um, no, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, the butcher. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, if. Yeah, you know, how they manage it now with him being the, really the only one that's going to be able to drive them forward from defence.
1: I will be the one.
0: <laughs> there can be only one. Write that down.
1: Jet Lee, good movie. Um, Huma Cluggage, right? So humor Cluggage is four hundred and four five hundred and forty five K. He's a midfielder only.
0: Too expensive, but too many.
1: Super classy. He's basically the same price as Walsh, except I think Walsh has already been spoken about getting a better role. Also it's all finished role. also finished the year a little bit better. However, I do love the suitcase. I love him. Um so he played twenty one games in twenty nineteen, he played all 17 this year, averaged one oh one point five. He actually went up 2.9% time on ground, so not too surprising. Again, the better players generally get on field a little bit more. Um, he actually looks pretty good, 84% time on ground, um, eight scores under 100, which is the concerning part. So he did kind of go missing a little bit.
0: That comes with the inconsistency of just playing on a wing.
1: Basically, he had a score of 60, 66, and 74. Uh, he had eight scores of 110, but he has always had a good ceiling, which is why I like him for oh. draft, because his ceiling is... He is, and if he goes off, Fuel he goes the jet. Off. Fuel, the Fuel the jet. Fuel the jet. Fuel the jet. Um, so he had eight scores of 110, including a 119, a 131, a 141, and a 155. He's played 60 of the last 61 games in his first three years. So, again, he's someone that I definitely do rate. And you just know the suitcase is going to be a reliable interstate. <laughs>
0: Sometimes not, depending on if you fly Qantas or Virgin. <laughs> Um, no, I, I do actually. Um, I rate him a lot, but I, the only reason I, I wanted to pick him last year because I was like impact players. Like he's just going to go ham. The problem's obviously just the role. Like if he got inside minutes and yep. consistent inside minutes,
1: and he could definitely play inside if they needed him.
0: He's on the level of, of a Sam Walsh. You know, he's, he's that good of a player. He's just he plays yep. outside. Mind and you, it's just not If, a if Neil or
1: Jared Lyons gets injured, I am looking at McCluggage.
0: Yeah, definitely one to keep an eye um, on for sure. Um, definitely good in um in sta- in sta- uh, sorry draft leagues, draft leagues, and but just don't just make sure you don't pick him up too early because I think people will pounce on him. Yeah, because he's up uh, and coming.
1: He might, I think, his ceiling will probably be one hundred five. I don't think he's going to go absolutely yeah. crazy. I, I
0: think people are going to pick him at like you know one hundred ten. They might pick him super early. Like I, th- I think people will go really early on him.
1: If you are in a league up here where there's a lot of Brisbane folk, then yes, he will probably get uh, early. So. Uh, always know your crowd. No,
0: you forget that b- people who live in Brisbane don't like Brisbane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't like the, the Brisbane uh, Broncos because they suck right now. No, no. Um, there's still a lot of
0: Brisbane Broncos fans. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. A little bit of mid-price madness, and we're going to add in one particular person in that section who will be next off my cam, um, next off my ranks. So I've got Cam Sprainer, first of all. Oh. Still mid pricer. He's just hanging around. He's 382K forward only this year um he has been really
0: reliable for shots of goal
1: <laughs> i keep telling people he he leans back when kicking oh. are you just trying to goat me is that what's going on <laughs> he he leans back when he kicks and it's like no wonder he literally what does he do oh, he leaned lean back
0: <laughs> i was literally about to go lean back uh,
1: yeah lean back. uh leans back when he kicks and it's horrible and i'm like why 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 uh, so he averaged 73.1 in 2020. Uh, he only went up by 0.8 for time on ground, so not great for that kind of explosive sort of player. However, he has been taking little steps each season, and those kind of explosive players, Dusty, Martin, Petrarca, etc., take more. It's not a three-year breakout. You're looking at more like four, five, sort of six years for them to actually develop the tank and actually be um, oh, more impactful. Every now and then
0: he does things that you just like, oh, oh that's why he was number one. Yeah, But like yeah. he's he's talented. Oh, for sure. And he's a match winner. He just does stupid things every now and then. You're like, what are yeah. you doing?
1: Uh, I agree. But 73 average, not too bad. Uh, I wouldn't mind him in a draft bench. If you could bench him, I reckon he could go 80 this year. I still see a little bit of progression. I see him get a little bit more midfield rotation through there. Word is he still is improving his fitness. He's actually working really hard. Instead of going down to Victoria for a week or so over Christmas to spend time with his family... I think the team was actually training together. So you had McCluggage and Berry and a lot of these guys were actually just training and he didn't want to miss out on that. He actually was like, no, it's good for my football. We want to actually improve. I'm not going down home for Christmas. I'm going to stay and train with the boys, uh, which I think is awesome.
0: So he didn't train with the other forwards that all missed goals as well? He just trained with the midfield group or...? <laughs> That's probably a good idea. He's yep. probably on to something.
1: Uh, not going to bite. He did average 88 <laughs> for the last four rounds where he did go 80, 125, 34, which is a sprainer, and 114. So we had three good scores out of that. Injured in round 10 on 35, so he did a hamstring, which is not great A first soft tissue, and but his true average was 75.7. So I don't think it's unrealistic that he could average 80. Put him on your bench in draft, so that way you can always move him on if a better option floats up. And the next one. He's
0: definitely a guy you can also um, loophole. Like he could, he yeah. could definitely like he can punch out a big score. So
1: yeah, he definitely could. Uh, Joe Danahert is the next one, and this is a oh, funny thing. Jumping um, Joe, let's go. Yeah, do how we got to the Lions. <laughs> Don't <laughs> um, know how he
0: took Mark of the Year. Yeah, and oh, so he, here was my question.
1: Hurts. So when it's like, hey, well, how do you feel about Danahert coming to the Lions? And I said, oh, do I have to like him yet? <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think he's great for the Lions. It costs nothing except for money. You know what's money amongst friends. And uh, I still think, you know, he's great for us. And my only concern is that it's like, okay, well, on his day, he can... Aren't you,
0: before you continue, aren't you completely frustrated that like no one in that forward line can take a grab?
1: No, I'm not worried about the grabbing. I'm more worried about... Outside,
0: ab- no, outside of Danaher now, but like, like for the last two years, man, every time that ball goes into that 50... All that happens is the ball gets spot. No one takes a contested grab there.
1: No, basically, I think in training they actually work on curling because the ball just spends all of its time on the ground, and they Literally. just yeah, they just all the time's on the ground.
0: I mean, they've got good small forwards, so um, it does help. But yeah, it's really annoying.
1: Danaher will help. My only concern is that between him and Hipwood, they're going to kick. Seventy goals, one hundred and forty behinds, and thirty-five out in the full. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Are I they... think you
0: overestimated with seventy goals, but I'll, I'll give you it. 30, 35 each. Oh, right? okay, cool. Yeah. between them, so okay.
1: seventy goals between them, one hundred and forty out on the full, and 30, oh, sorry, one hundred and forty behinds, thirty-five out in the full. Honestly, man, that's the ratio.
0: What was the most goals that uh, Danaher kicked in a season? I like, think it was close to fifty, wasn't it? Something like really good. Like he was in the race for the Coleman that year. Yeah, like, and he, he's, he, he can he can do that again with good service.
1: He is a really good player, and um, I think he is great for us. Uh, you know, I think it'll actually free up Hipwood, you know, who's actually not that kind of. He'll get the second defender, which I think will be great for him. So,
0: I um, think um, what they've got to do is play Joe close to the goals, um, in my opinion, and get him leading him onto the football, well, and get Hipwood to hit the logos because he can burn people. He's got that pace. He's got the good field kick. He can really do that. So
1: So here's the value for Danaher, and I know Seeker was asking the same kind of thing, is I think for Danaher, he's 233 I think he is so cheaply priced. He's been training with the the group mostly through the whole preseason, so there's no real issues at the moment. And Big O is the number one ruck. Steph Martin's now gone, right, which makes sense because we kind of knew that either Steph had to go or, you know, Mick Stay or someone was going to kind of lose their role. Now, it's going to be interesting because Danaher could now be the second ruck option, which he's done before. I really hope he doesn't.
0: I I, I just don't want to see him. I'd rather have Hipwood do that. I just don't want his – I I know the the, the premise and I know he's got more experience. I just don't want to see them try and put him in a role that could injure him more.
1: Okay, so who's going to do it then? Uh, Hipwood. You reckon Hipwood? Yeah. Jesus, he been he's eating, got the leap. Has been eat, Has he been eating beefcakes all preseason or no, something? He's uh, like a string bean. Just
0: run and jump. You don't have to imagine, sit there and wrestle with someone all day. You can run and jump at the ball.
1: Imagine Mumford up against String Bean Hipwood.
0: And you know what? There's no way that Mumford's playing against Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. They don't I'll need tell him. You that one. They don't need him. I'll
0: give you that. I will smoke you that knowledge.
1: You're yeah, right. Uh, okay, so. For me, it's a no-brainer. If he starts, I'm I'm starting Danaher, and the reason I'm starting him is he a he's cheaper than Franklin. Yes, I know he's never really averaged much more than like a low eighty. However, he was a, like
0: eighty-five, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, not
1: not great, yeah. but and his body's not great. However, for me, he's cheaper than Franklin. He still has a fairly high ceiling. I'm hoping for a couple of games to string together. Now, these people I'm looking at bringing in, whether they're mid prices, whether they're cheap enough like him and Zebul, I'm looking. Is this someone that can make me a hundred grand? At the minimum, I want more. I know, but at the um, minimum, can you see a hundred grand?
0: Oh, easily. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's 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 going to happen just regardless. Um, I think that you can string you know string together two back to back tons, and then bang, you've already made a hundred, and you can make that extra fifty k. I, I yep. reckon you can easily make one fifty out of him. Yep. And um, look, it, depending on how his body holds up, he could surprise men. He could like, like move into that ninety ninety five range.
1: Who knows what's possible when you get out of Victoria.
0: That's true. That's true. true. Uh, apparently, it's very he's, windy he's, down uh, that hill.
1: Well, he's actually – apparently he's happy too being out of the light. So um, not happy about being in the sun. But, um, yes, we'll move on. Uh, let's go a little bit of draft relevance. Uh, we'll round this up quickly. So Jared Berry, really good for draft. Uh, average 97.1 this year. He actually got injured in round 16 on 48 with a dislocated shoulder. But his true average then was 100.5. So he is really good value. You could get him around that sort of 100 mark. I think that's that's a pretty good option.
0: He's been a great draft selection for me for the last – I've had him for a couple of years. And, yeah, he's um, been good. He's slowly getting better and better and more consistent, but he's just not – Unfortunately, with those top dogs in midfield, he's still in that rotation, doesn't get all the minutes. Correct. Spends a lot of time off the ground.
1: But hard worker, likes to tackle. Absolutely. Uh, from round 11, uh, he averaged 106.3. So, and bef- between round three and round 15, he actually went some pretty big scores. It was 121, 124, 127, 133, 141, 150. He's got a good ceiling,
0: and he can also pinch it forward. So he's he is developing that string to his bow, and he's obviously tall enough that he can take a grab as well. So. Yeah,
1: fit enough, works hard enough. Uh, Harris Andrews is the next one draft relevant uh, defender. He only played fourteen games this year, so he did have that injury which kept him out. Uh, average eighty-seven point four plays a high amount of time on ground ninety-five point six, which is basically what he played the year before. So no real change there. Injured again on forty-nine. Uh, so round uh, on forty-nine in round fifteen. So his true average is actually 90.3, and that is quite impressive. So, again, another draft player who there's some room to move between that 87 and 90. He's definitely not a bad option.
0: I just think that, unfortunately...
1: Adams, he's, you he's moved, think he'll lock he,
0: down? He's moved towards... It's all match-up to relevant. Like, yep. some some games he peels off, and he takes intercept grabs like it's going out of fashion. It'll be quarter time, and he's on 50, and you're like, what the hell's going on? Yep. Other times it'll be quarter time he's on five. And it shows
1: um, it shows in his scores as well. So he we had yeah. three 90s, 400s, including a 127, 127, and 129. But again, those lows that we speak about, he did have scores of 43 and 44. So I think one of those was on Hawkins where you go and, you go and tag like a lockdown and you're yep. not going to do well because you're not, you're sacrificing your role for the team to shut someone else out, which means you're not actually focusing on trying to get the ball.
0: Yeah. Not to mention that Adams is made of papier mache. So uh, he's always injured as well, which means that then of course it falls to Andrew. So yep, a uh, couple of considerations there, but I do like him as a pick and he's got the potential to average a hundred if he has a perfect season.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so. yeah. I think he did. All right. Uh, Charlie Cameron, the next one, uh, you could pick him up on the bench in your draft league. He, yeah, you know, he did play most of the games this year. However, he did have that he had a knee injury concern. They strapped him up, and he basically had a three-round period where he was not very good. He was limping. He didn't look good at all. And in those three games, he actually got a fifty-two, a twenty-one, and a thirty-nine. Ooh. But outside of that, when he was actually carrying those injuries, he averaged about an eighty-two. So it's not the worst option for your bench. Zach Bailey he again.
0: Can, he can win you a game from your bench. He does uh, go. I've, if he kicks I've a, won bag. a couple of um. Yeah, because he can kick. Uh, he can get you a 120 out of nowhere. Yep. So.
1: Yep. It's kind of a high-low, depending on, you know, yep. your high and highs and your low ups. lows. Yes, your Obviously,
0: ups. you know, it, for de- teams who defend small forwards well, then you don't really play him. But if they leak goals to small forwards, yeah, get him on Jump your field.
1: On. So Zach Bailey, we already touched on. He's actually forward mid this year, uh, average 78.2. Definitely not too bad. He averaged 83 the first 13 rounds and then 62 the last four. So obviously tailored off. That was his first real main dig of the season. So I expect him to kind of be, again, another good bench option. He he would not really disappoint, I think. He had some great games. He had a 104, 110, and a 114. However, being typical, Zach Bailey had some lows of 37, 48, 55, and 59, which is, again, why he's not really a stable, but someone you could throw on your bench, I reckon.
0: Excellent. I I definitely think that he's bench-worthy.
1: And the the last one to round us off for the highly intensive uh, Brisbane Lions is Oscar McInerney, the Big O.
0: Big O. Now,
1: the Big O averaged 93 the last nine rounds. Uh, He had highs of a 123, a 128, and a 132. He's a solo ruck this year because Martin has gone, which means that he is definitely draft-relevant. I can see him probably hitting that probably 100-flat average. The problem is he can have some low games every now and then, which will bring him down. However, number one rucking aside, generally doesn't score too bad.
0: He's also a great contestant, Mark, which really, really helps. Yep.
1: And um, I saw – can you get the door for Chris?
0: I sure can. Um,
1: apparently a girl once asked for a date with the big O and, uh, until she learnt what it stood for. So that wraps us up. And until next time, uh, we'll see you tomorrow with our Carlton podcast and stay tuned. See you later, guys. Alrighty, bye. bye. <laughs>
0: Bye!